Welcome to Purple Crayon. I'm Sarah Young Wang. I'm a career coach, but really just a human being on the path to living my most authentic life. I'm sharing my journey, lessons and pointers I've learned, and what I see as a coach. And my hope is that it inspires you to make inner shifts toward your own freedom, for you to discover and love the fuck out of your own uniqueness. Yes, there will be swearing. Thank you for joining me. Now, on with the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Thank you for joining me. Uh, to be honest, I'm sitting here with some butterflies in my stomach, feeling a little nervous about this topic because it is quite personal, but it is something that I want to talk about and share um, because it's it's been a big part of my journey, and there are many people that I talk to and work with that um, you know, struggle with the similar things and would like to know more. And, um, and I thought I, it would be maybe helpful, supportive, um, for me to, to put it here in this podcast. And this is about, you know, uh, chronic illness and my journey with chronic illness, with Lyme disease and, um, it's not that I am a coach that has any, like I don't advertise that I'm a specialist in working with people who have chronic illness, but it ends up being one of the things that some people are attracted to about me uh, if they have a chronic illness and are facing issues with how to navigate their career and maybe burnout and you know no longer being able to be in the job that they've been in because of their illness and needing some support and help and someone to talk to, um, I, I often end up being that person. And it's, it's because it's, if you've never been through something like this, you, you don't really have any reference points for it. I mean, maybe you can, you can logically understand what it might be that someone says that they're tired or that they are experiencing pain but to actually live it is a whole other thing. And, um, and sometimes it means you have to take a whole time out from your career or you need to be able to find a job that is extremely flexible, which, you know, thank goodness, you know, that is becoming more um, available as uh, we've moved through, uh, through COVID. Um, and you know, I, I question like the relevancy of this topic to everyone, but you know, even if, um, if you aren't facing a chronic illness, even if you're just going through burnout, there's pieces of what I'm about to share that could, um, could be interesting. And many people actually, uh, I just saw the statistic that like, you know, a certain percentage of, of people who have COVID, like a large percentage will have long haul COVID. And, and that may affect, you know, the, the working population. And, um, you may be in that category of, of needing to adjust your lifestyle or your, um, how much energy that you put forth to, into your career and your work. And I, I will walk you maybe through what my experience was. Um, and, uh, and so yeah, I'm going to be talking about career stuff today, but also, um, you know, how a chronic illness affects you, affects your perception of the world. And 
it's really this experience of chronic illness that forced me to take a time out and really examine what I was doing with my life and led to the insights, uh, discovering the tools, doing the, the work on myself and, and, uh, I think led to the unique offering that I have for other people, even if they're not, um, experiencing a chronic illness at all. Um, the, the things that I'm pointing to and sharing with them came out of this experience for me because it really forced me to, um, get very clear on, on what matters and what we're doing here and what is motivating us. And, um, and those are insights that everyone can, um, benefit from or, um, ask for themselves, you know, ask those questions for themselves and I can support them in that because I have done it. Um, my, I would really say that, like I said before, I've had my head down. I had my head down, and I was very um, like of a driven striver for for many years. And toward the end of grad school, I started feeling tired, as one would. And I assumed at the time that it was just that, man, this has been a marathon. I'm just really exhausted. I just want to write these exams and be done. And but the the fatigue persisted after school ended and then I thought well maybe I'm just you know recovering from that and then it it kept going to the point when I was at my job um in Rome at the UN and I remember sitting there just being like I want to crawl underneath my desk I'm so exhausted I just literally I felt like my body was shutting down I couldn't really um, like I would be given a, an assignment or, or of something and I would just sit there being like, I'm so tired. I can't even think straight. I don't have, I've lost the drive. I like, I just can't do this anymore. Um, and of course, you know, I held on and, and continued to push myself through. Um, but I, I think it started, you know, in grad school and, and I continued to sort of hobble through life like that. I, I didn't stop. I, I did that job and then I moved back to Canada. I, I started a company. I, um, worked in management consulting. I pushed myself through a lot of, um, you know, feeling of unwellness and fatigue and, um, I knew that there was something wrong with me and I would go from doctor to doctor. I'm just going to be very blunt about the, um, the limitations, uh, or like about my experience. I'm sharing my experience and opinion here. Obviously I'm not a doctor. This is not medical advice. Just throwing out that little disclaimer, but, um, my, experience was I went from doctor to doctor and they would do basic blood work, like a, a basic write-up of, of, you know, okay, so she's feeling tired. Let's check her thyroid. Let's check, you know, some basic things. And then it would all come back normal. And then I would get, you know, just like a, a message maybe from the doctor's office being like, your blood, blood work came back normal. Um, so that's it. 
and there would be no like questioning of like okay well like let's get to the bottom of it it would just be like oh you're normal and and then it would also probably I think I remember a few times it came with like a referral to um a psychologist like you should see a psychologist or a psychiatrist because it's probably just depression you're probably just experiencing depression and anxiety and um and there isn't physically anything wrong with you uh I did actually end up going to see a psychiatrist. I took, you know, some antidepressants. They did nothing. And I never I never felt anything from them. I I actually wrote about this in my book that is um is still being written. That is my dog. Um he's having a dream right now <laughs> and engaging <laughs> with whatever he's dreaming about. Teddy um, I found that going to the psychiatrist was actually um, more damaging to me because I would show up there and it felt like I was having a hard time fitting in with what was expected of me. You know, here I am trying to fit into this management consulting job that was, it felt pretty out of alignment for who I am, but I felt trapped there and that it was a good job and that I should want to do it and I should try and make it work. And I was, um, I was deliriously exhausted and, and I could see, you know, as I spoke about before, like I was asking all these questions about like, why is anyone in this job? Like, what are we getting out of this? What is, does anyone enjoy this? What is going on here? And everyone seems to be very, um, you know, sharp elbowed and striving and, um, and I, I, to be honest, felt like when I went to the psychiatrist, like it felt like they were trying to give me a pill to numb me so that I didn't ask these questions. Didn't, I wasn't seeing what I could see for myself, which was, um, that this is not a place that, that makes much sense for me, at least again, my opinions. Um, and and so, you know, I would show up to these appointments being like, okay, like, I'm, I'm not okay, but you're going to give me this, this pill. And it, it never, um, obviously never changed anything because it wasn't addressing any kind of core issue, which was, I wasn't in, in a, I was not living any kind of life that felt true or authentic or good to me and felt trapped and no amount of, uh, of, um, supplements or, or drugs are going to change that. And, uh, and that is also beside, you know, um, happening alongside the fact that my actual body is deteriorating and I am suffering from something physical. And I didn't, uh, get a diagnosis for that as I've shared previously until, well after I had to resign from my job. Um, and it was just an odyssey of going from doctor to doctor, getting sort of misdiagnosed here and there. I felt very scared. I didn't know what was truly wrong with me. And the symptoms were escalating where, you know, I remember I would drive someplace and be too exhausted to drive home. I remember trying to... Um, 
you know, even just like one day I tried to go for a run because like I was told like, you should, you know, you should exercise, you know, the typical thing, like, um, that'll make you feel better and endorphins and like, you need to move your body and like all those sort of like scripted things that a doctor might tell you. And, um, and I passed out (laughs) on the run. Uh, and I remember waking up like on a park bench, like by the side of the road and there was like people having brunch across from me and I was just like this is there's something seriously wrong here and I didn't end up getting any kind of accurate diagnosis until I just happened to go and see a doctor who also happened to herself have Lyme disease and so it was on her radar to check for these things and you know I remember the first time I went to see her she was um she was different in that she was saying that she would get to the bottom of whatever was happening. And that's what I really needed someone to do. And, you know, getting that diagnosis was, um, on one hand, a relief because of I had clarity about what was going on, but also it doesn't necessarily lead to a, um, a, a, a treatment plan that is like, okay, you just take these drugs and here you go. It's done. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's a chronic illness. It's you enter a world of like an odyssey of, of possible treatments. And, um, there is no specific, um, you know, one shot deal for, for what you do to treat Lyme. Um, it's a a combination of, of, you could take, um, antibiotics, you can take, um, you know, various alternative therapies. People try so many different things. I won't go into detail about all those things, but it became, you know, uh, another stressor in and of itself because it, it was like, okay, what do I got to do to get better? And I, here's where I think it's, it's, um, where I can relate to other people who are having chronic illness issues. Um, and if you, maybe have had to leave your job due to burnout or, um, or you're just on a leave because of whatever reason, you know, during that time when I was sick, it's like you're on the sidelines. You feel like you're on the sidelines of life where everyone else is getting up and has their structured life and plan and is plotting away and doing the sort of like normal expected agenda and you are um all of a sudden taken out of the game and put on the bench and now you're you're watching everything and you on one hand are grieving that you have been plucked from the game but on the other hand I discovered wow this is actually the best seat in the house because I can see all the players and everyone moving and and I can observe how I was right in there in that mix and what I was doing. And uh, it gave me a different perspective on um, on 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 life, on um, you know, you you want to, um, I wanted to be able to like be back in that job or like be like everyone else. But then when I took a step back, I could also see like, wow, that was a, 
shit ton of distraction. And that was really like, I could have stayed in there for a long time and never woken up to the things that I am waking up to now that I'm given this opportunity because of this illness. And, um, it brought a tremendous amount of clarity to me about how I actually wanted to live my life and what mattered and what, um, what I would do moving forward to what, like what I had more resolve around the places that I wanted to engage with the people that I wanted to be around. And I don't think I would have been able to navigate my way there had I not been plucked from the game to use this metaphor and put on, put on the sidelines. But it's a very hard space to be in because you also feel so alone there. Even though there are tons of people who are burnt out and taking leaves or dealing with their own, you know, mental health issues or physical health issues and and in this position where they they too feel, you know, plucked from the game and put on the sidelines. Um, it's sort of because it's, you feel like you're you're not doing what is the norm or what's expected of of someone, uh, you know, for a quote unquote normal life. You um, you tend to hide, and so everyone I've spoken to feels feels pretty alone, and I felt quite alone, um, and and disconnected from the people around you, who you know, especially at the age that I was when this first started happening to happening to me in my twenties. That's not an age where many other peers have any reference points or ideas on on what it is you might be experiencing or going through. It's just, oh, Sarah's sick with something and hmm, I'm sorry that, you know, that must be hard. But they can't really understand the the tremendous inner turmoil and fear and you feel um like yeah, you feel like no one quite um can understand the pain that you're in uh, and not only from like a physical health standpoint, but also from a um, th- the pain of being um, stripped bare of all the typical things you've used for your whole life to grasp to for some sort of sense of orientation or safety or identity or narrative of, of, of who you are in the world and what your future will be. And you're sort of pitched into this um, this space, which there's this term, you know, dark night of the soul, which is when someone, you know, is they've sort of lost grasp of what used to give them meaning, and they're questioning everything. And this was definitely that for me. And um, there were a lot of days when I. Uh, like to have to have days that are so unstructured, you know. Some some people on the leave, for example, will talk to me and be like, "I don't even know what to do with myself. Like, how do I? Uh, like, I get up in the morning and what do I do? And this is something that like a lot of people are afraid of. Um, like, they don't want to take a leave because they're afraid of this empty space. This like, what do I even do? Maybe my partner would get up and go to work, and then now what? Like, I'm left with the day by myself. And 
and all of this fear about what what I'm supposed to do and and it's it's a it's a tricky space to be in because a lot of our conditioning to be productive and achieve um you know that might come up I I remember like I would do housework to try and feel useful even though it wasn't a true true thing for me to do at the time um and I would be exhausted or I would try and I would make um like an agenda of all the like health activities which I could make all the treatments and supplements and um protocols that I was on I could make that into like a 40 hour a week full-time job if I wanted to and I did and I was going at it with all the intensity that I did a regular job which was also exhausting and actually not what I needed at all at the time um and you know looking back I can see the experience of getting sick was um it was actually a blessing. I am glad that it happened. It was horrible to go through. I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but if it does happen to you, it can be um, a catalyst for a lot of growth that leads to a more aligned and fulfilled life because it strips you bare, like I said, of things that you otherwise often would not have the willingness to voluntarily strip yourself of. And I don't know if anyone voluntarily takes themselves out of the game and puts themselves on the sidelines or on the bench. It's, it's like um, you have to wait until something forces you to go there because our internal resistance to confronting our fear and our conditioning and all of our own, you know, past pain and trauma, that would all that'll all surface when you're on the bench and there's there's a lot of resistance to addressing it. And I have total compassion for that. It's not um it's not that anyone who does confront it is better than someone else. We're, we're all, um, you know, I've talked about before, like deep, deep worthiness, um, each one of us, no matter, um, how much willingness we have to look at these things or not. But I, yeah, I, uh, I look at it as like, wow, that was a gift. I could have played out a lot of this suffering for a much longer time had my body not taken me out and and a bigger point I want to make is around noticing how I've noticed for me and sometimes for my clients they will also notice that their body is what draws their boundaries for them their body is what brings them to safety when they don't have the courage or willingness to to protect themselves, to take themselves to um, to a place that's actually in greater alignment for them, to speak up for your boundaries and say, this is what I need, or this is the environment that I need, or I, I can't be here anymore, or to, to you know, in, in jobs, there's all kinds of 
pressure that people experience to like make it work, right? They just want to make it work because it's so scary to have to like confront all of this stuff that would happen if you decided to leave. And sometimes we'll stay there and, and, and wait until our bodies make the choice for us. And that was the case for me. And I've noticed that over the years, this continues to be the case for me, both with my Lyme symptoms and in general in terms of illness. Um, you know, even if I get a cold or get run down, it's, it's that I have, I have wandered from the truth. I have wandered from my truth, from what is uh, more authentic to me. And my body is always what ends up giving way. And so I've used this term before in some of my writing that I'm, I feel like I'm tethered to the truth in that, you know, I previously, you know, before getting sick, I, I could abandon myself all day long. No big deal. My body was like, you know, it was run down and treated terribly, but like it would still function for me. And I could really just run on coffee and, um, and I didn't really suffer physically or, um, I mean, I was in deep suffering, uh, but, um, like mental suffering, but, uh, but I wouldn't have any real effect, um, physically from it. And after getting sick, my body is much more attuned to, to when I'm out of alignment, even in the smallest way. Um, you know, if I decide, you know, to go to some event with someone and it's, it's, I'm there out of obligation and I don't like it, you know, I will be incredibly fatigued by it. And, my body will be screaming while I'm there. I'm pretty energetically sensitive now. And, and so I say I'm tethered to the truth and that like I, for me to be well, physically well, I need to really listen to myself and listen to what's true for me. And my body is always giving me feedback. And it's perhaps, you know, something for you to reflect on too, of like, where do you allow your body to draw your boundaries when you, you perhaps aren't willing to for yourself? And I use this word willing, like not in a, um, not in a, like a judgmental way, like you should be willing, but just more like a, like, you know, um, sometimes we just can't speak up for what we need because we're too scared. And that, you know, uh, again, a lot of compassion for that. It's a, it's an everyday practice. There's so many choices we have all day long where it's going to be like, are we going to stay with us? Or are we going to abandon ourselves? And sometimes we can stay with us. And sometimes the fear perhaps of abandonment of others, which is often what's happening, you know, or fear of unworthiness. If I, if I say no to this thing, you know, this person might, might think this, this, and this about me, so I better say yes, right? And, and, I, and I, I think, like, on one hand, it's helpful that my body is constantly giving me this feedback, but ideally, in an ideal world, I would be able to voice what I need at all times, right? Um, and, and this is just to say, like, I'm, I'm human. When I sit across from you as a coach, 
um, I, I like you to know there's a real human being here who's practicing exactly what I'm imparting to you and um, not claiming perfection in any way. In fact, that doesn't even really exist. We're here for the human experience and to learn. Um, it's just that when we do listen to ourselves and speak up for what we need and what we want, things tend to go a little bit more smoothly. Um, and so we want to strive to do that. And I don't love the word strive, but you know what I'm saying? Um, to do that as much as we can, you know, and, uh, you know, so over the years, I, it's been a process of, yes, you know, there have been some, um, just going back to like my Lyme journey, there have been some treatments like physical treatments that have been helpful and supportive, but really for me personally, what has helped me regain my health the most is this, uh, inner work on learning how to honor myself and uh, speak up for my boundaries. And, you know, it's, it's the effect of that is like, you know, obviously that stress impacts your immune system and my immune system is what is um, going to fight the Lyme disease, right? And so we're going for overall wellness in my body to be able to recover. And part of that is... Um, is doing this healing work so that I have a, a life that actually um, feels feels good. Feel I feel I'm connected with aliveness, right? And the more that I do this this healing work slowly over the years, the more I am um, I'm, I'm healing my body physically. And I've even had some experiences where. Um, you know, working with Kieran, my teacher, she, uh, she teaches what she calls alchemy, which is, um, a form of energy healing. And, you know, I've said before the, my, my orientation is non-duality, meaning no separate self. And we are all energy connected to everything else around us. We are, our bodies are just energy coming into form, into this unique body. And she teaches that, you know, traumas, uh, past, you know, experiences um, are often stored in our body. And through various techniques that she teaches in her classes um, and that I could, I share sometimes with, with my clients if it's relevant, um, we can learn how to dissolve some of these dense energy bodies in our system. And I've had the experience of working with this, these energy tools to, to heal things at the energetic level and then experienced a dramatic shift in my health and alleviation of my Lyme symptoms. And I'm like I said, I'm not a doctor. I'm not tracking for like if that's medically possible or not. I think we're at the frontier of of things that we're we, we we're not able to um, necessarily prove one way or another. But but from my I'm just reporting back a direct experience of a deep connection between my 
um, my inner healing and my physical healing and, and how Lyme and my Lyme symptoms have, um, have alleviated the more I become more embodied as my true self, as I uh, feel more free to show up here in the world as I am, right? Like as I am on this podcast, this is actually like a big um, step forward for me in being able to express myself freely here, like I've mentioned before. And, you know, I'm not saying that this is this is true for everyone of every, you know, every chronic illness. Um, I would point to the work of um, Gabor Matei if you're looking for something that's like um, an exploration of how various illnesses can be tied to different trauma patterns. That's a very interesting, um, that's not the type of work I do with my clients, but just as a, as a uh, reference, a resource for you to, to learn more about some of these things. Um, I'm not saying that every chronic illness is, is tied to um, a physical or a, um, you know, an emotional uh, healing journey that needs to happen. I don't know. Some, some, certainly some illnesses can be just idiosyncratic. Um, but for, in my experience, this is, this has been what I have gone through. And, you know, in terms of, um, informing career choices, going through a chronic illness really makes you realize, um, this is it. We have one life. I mean, sure. I believe in multiple lives actually, but here in this lifetime, like this is limited and, um, and I am, I'm not willing to spend it doing things that aren't enjoyable to me for the sake of a performance or to feel that others liked me or that I made a certain amount of money and was acceptable in certain ways. It really highlights that, like I've said so many times before and will continue saying because we all need to hear it a million times, that this life is for you. There's no accountant in the sky. No one else actually cares what you're doing. It's just for you. No one's tracking you. Everything is for you. And you are actually completely free to make choices that are more aligned for you. And I know just in saying that, perhaps some mental chatter will come in and say, but I'm not free in this, 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 and this ways. And those, that's an opportunity to examine, to like, I will literally say, like, let's write out those thoughts and look at them and, and see if we can find a way. I know that I would have been highly resistant to, um, to that kind of suggestion that I am free back when I felt so trapped. It felt like the opposite of free. And, um, so, you know, something that I, 
I'm, I'm not the entirety of someone's journey, obviously, but I like to be a small support in being able to walk them from that feeling of, of trapped and lonely and, um, and that they don't have agency to discovering just how much freedom really is available here. And it comes through examining all of this thinking and, and all of that thinking is what uh, led to my illness. And, you know, I... So where am I now? I am much better than I was, much, much better than I was. I was, you know, bedridden for a while. Um, and healing, I don't know if you've ever heard this saying, that healing is um, like a spiral, and, you know, when we're healing maybe like patterns in relationships or, or healing certain um, uh, issues that you're, you're going through, um, you know, you have insights, you resolve to change, and then maybe you find yourself, you know, back in the same situation, but it's not quite as bad because you have more awareness and then you're, you're, it's not linear. It's not like like we all of a sudden have an insight and, and then we're, we've changed overnight. And so I find myself resonating with this, like healing is linear and it's both, uh, emotional, internal healing, you know, and also physical healing because they, they go hand in hand for me. And, um, so I am continuing to get better, but it's like a spiral up. And sometimes I find myself in, in, a, in a downward spot, right, where I need to recalibrate and reevaluate what I'm doing and, um, and come back to what, what I want and, and alignment. And, um, and then I take a step forward. So, uh, and for now, I will probably, you know, maybe eventually when I'm fully able to uh, speak up for my needs um, and draw boundaries without needing my body to help me in that, then perhaps uh, perhaps it, it will bow out and I won't have the same symptoms. But for now, um, I'm still with it. I'm still tethered to the truth. Um, and... Uh, I, I have, I wouldn't say I have good days and bad days. I would say I have, I mean, I used to be able to say that, or I used to say that, but now it's, it's better than that. It's, it's, I have mostly good days and, um, and then sometimes where I notice I'm a little depleted and it's a red flag to, to take a step back and say, what needs are not being met? Where am I, where am I, um, running effort? And effort always comes from some sort of pain body that I'm living from, a belief system that I'm living from that's causing me to abandon myself. And it's, it's like a little hole in the boat that maybe you won't notice until you become run down. And then you go, oh, right, okay, I was actually maybe like I took on that project from fear and it wasn't really you know, it didn't really pan out well, or it's, it's been actually kind of exhausting and okay, I, I need to reevaluate. So it's much better than it was. 
And, um, you know, for those who are listening because they also have a chronic illness, um, I would be happy to work with you and, and we can, you know, talk more about particulars of your situation. Um, again, not, I'm not um, giving you medical advice or anything, but in terms of like navigating how to move through these spaces where you may be feeling so disoriented because illness, um, you know, takes you into uh, an experience of life that is um, radically different than than what you may have expected and what people around you might be able to comprehend. Um, and and when it comes to our careers, you know, the, the typical model is that you are able to go flat out, full steam ahead, full time, work really hard, hit the marks, and um, we're look, we would, you know, with my clients, we look for those, okay, what are those opportunities that, um, like job opportunities that, one, obviously, like align with your interests and things that you would actually have some desire to do, but two, that are shaped in such a way that could be sustainable for you could be part-time, it could be remote, it could be a type of work that feels more easeful to you, and that it, it could be a job that's just for now. If you need to work and make an income, it could be that you take a job that, um, that provides you with perhaps, you know, the access to medical care, um, insurance, or um, that, you know, covers your bills that, but maybe isn't, isn't, um, isn't the thing that you're going to do forever, right? But it's supportive for now. And, um, and sometimes that's just what, what we need. And it's hard to get your head wrapped around that when maybe you've been thinking, you know, but I need to be, uh, I need to be a career person. I need to like, I want to strive. I want to, you know, be in these other arenas. And, and I would just say like, yes, but maybe for now you're being invited to take a step back and to remove the judgment of what it might look like, be it internal judgment or perceived external judgment of what's happening in your life. There's this narrative that I've seen in a lot of clients who are sick or not sick or even just, you know, going through a hard time where they see that the job that they're in isn't working out for them. And it's this belief that what's happening shouldn't be happening and that this isn't safe. And it's, it's a real like argument with life. It's saying that I can't trust life and that I need to control the world and the situation and that only certain things should be happening to me. And, and it's a really, um, that's a stressful way to, way to see things. It's a very stressful approach. And I prefer to see that there's an intelligence here moving, that life is intelligent and that, um, there's an invitation and it may actually be to your benefit. So... I will leave it there for today. Um, if anyone would like to reach out to me to talk about their experience 
that they're having right now with chronic illness and or even just burnout. You know, I work with a lot of people who are just burnt out or um, on a leave or wanting to take a leave but afraid of that sort of liminal space and what will happen there um, because it's challenging internally. Um, feel free to reach out to me. Um, my contact information, as always, is in the show notes. My website is syoungwang.com. We can book a free consultation, just chat and connect and see if um, you'd want to work with me. Some people um, will talk to me and we'll have a consultation and then you know, they will not reach out to me for another maybe eight months and then they'll be like, okay, I'm ready now. And, and that's, that's fine, right? We all need to, um, have our own right timing for things. So I'm happy to have, have a chat at any time with you, if you would like to just to get to talk to me and and see what it could be like, and then you can reflect. And thank you again for, for sticking with me. If you've listened this far, um, if again, if you have a chronic illness, um, and you want to connect, um, I would love to talk to you. I do work with um, a portion a portion of my clients at any given time are people who have found me because of of this part of my of my history. So um, I see you and I understand what you might be experiencing. All right, thank you everyone, and I'll be back next week. <laughs>